0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Midday's Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Murzalo. My guest today is former Mumbai fastballer Vignesh Shane, who is now the CEO of Aegis Federal Life Insurance. Welcome to the program, Vignesh.
1: Thank you for having me here and it's always a pleasure speaking to you.
0: Uh, Vignesh, let's start uh, with your early days. How did you get into the game?
1: I was a tennis ball player till the age of 15 or 16. So, I used to play in my building in my colony with have matches against the other building, but it was all tennis ball cricket. Never any serious cricket uh, for a long time. Then, 16, I went for a trial. It was an under 17 trial, and I happened to get selected for the Bombay under 17 team because I was going pretty quick in those days. And from there, my journey started. From there, I did with the highest wicket rigor. Mumbai won the tournament. I joined Podar College. Podar is a strong side in those days, so you you rub shoulders with a lot of big names in, in, in junior cricket, and that's when my journey started. Actually, and I was always fast bowler, and I decided to take it up seriously at sixteen because suddenly I grew up. I had a spurt in height, and suddenly I found I was uh, taller than everybody around me. And I said, "Why not uh, try and bowl fast?" And I could also find that I could bowl a little quicker than everybody else. And that's how it started. It started by accident. It started with the increase in height, actually. No, not for any talent. I just thought that since I was taller, I could bowl faster. Uh,
0: so, what about the surroundings? Did you have uh, a lot of cricket played in the surroundings so that uh, you were attracted to the game?
1: Not at all, at least. Uh, till the age of 16, I was a merit twister in the I was a very studious mm-hmm. guy and I had, my parents had the aspirations all middle class parents have for the children. That is, their son should uh, become an engineer, join the IIT. And I, I never thought cricket could be anything more than a tennis ball game with friends in the evening.
0: So, what was the uh, the change like from tennis ball cricket uh, to the hardball to uh, Mumbai under-17? What was that transition all about?
1: So, I went for this trial accidentally because I heard about it two days back and I decided let's try for it. And, and, and just before the trial, I was I was, uh, I was practicing at the CCI. Again, I, I was bowling to my very close friend Zubin Barucha, who was the captain of the under seventeen team, and he was a big name. And in those days, already, yes, he had played. He had scored a lot of hundreds in under fifteen. He was a prolific scorer in school create, college cricket, and Zubin said, "We are having this trial for the Bombay under seventeen team. You seem to be bowling pretty quick and pretty sharp. So why don't you try? Why don't you try luck?" That's how I landed up at the selection. And as luck would have it, I got selected. After that, uh, it was pretty seamless. There wasn't. Uh, too much of adjustment because I was approaching it with a fresh mind. I didn't have any baggage of the past, so I was absolutely new. So I was absorbing everything and, and spent a lot of time with uh, Zubin. And uh, that that entire process, transition was made far easier. Uh, you always had the slinger action? That's a very interesting story, Clayton. I'm going to share it with you. We used to play in a building and uh, we had the limited area where we could play. So, the run-up could only be 5 or 6 steps, you know. That was the amount of space we had. And then I realized that the way to generate the maximum speed out of a six-step run-up was through a slingshot action. So -hmm. that's how I developed the slingshot action. And surprisingly, Clayton, I'll tell you, there were six of us who played together and all six of us had the same slingshot action. And one of them being Gautam Sate, uh, you know him. Uh, He was also part of that. He also had a slingshot action. So we just had the action because we thought that was... Quickest way to generate pace from a six-step run-up. We couldn't do through conventional action. and We didn't think too much into it.
0: Uh, which area did uh, did y'all play cricket in?
1: Uh, my dad used to work for the Bombay Port Trust, and we have a colony in uh, in Kulaba. And uh, wherever we got some space, which was away from children and windows, and we just we just tried to capitalize on that. So wherever we found twenty-five yards or twenty-six yards, we said twenty-two yards was wicked. Four yards is a run-up, five yards is a run-up and this is, uh, this is where we play this evening's match. What do you remember of the trials? I remember that it was a very quick cricket. Uh, and uh, again, since I had shot up in height, I was head and shoulders above. It. And I think when you're playing age group cricket, I think the tall boys uh, are looked upon. Suddenly, yeah. I, I was bowling quick. I found my rhythm and I was bowling quick and the ball was flying. And again, Zubin was there and he told me you're bowling really well and that motivated spurred me on. And, uh, and then a couple of selectors asked me my name and uh, I felt that well, this, is, this is going well. I'm, I'm being asked my name and then the next morning I found my name in the 17th, the, 17, the 16 to tour Ahmedabad. And I think I, what tilted what the scales in my favour was Clayton, uh, the matches were going to be on matting. Ah, I think the okay. selectors and everybody thought that so the ball was going to uh, fly. Potent, hmm. potent lethal force on matting. Uh, so, that's what tilted the selection ka, Selection in my in my paper. But you were not nervous? But, but uh, no, I had nothing to lose. I mean, I just met Rubin three days back. He said, land up there. I said, if I don't get selected, I'll get back to my books. I'll study for my IIT exams and uh, life will go on. I'll play my tennis ball cricket and life will go on. So, there's no expectations at all. That's the kind of philosophy you had throughout your career. Am I right? Yeah, at least at least when I started playing cricket. But when I started playing cricket, then you know, obviously the pressure of expectations there. Not probably not with you, but then your peers, your friends, your family—they all want you to do well in matches and get selected and and progress. But that that pressure just builds up, I think. But but when you're starting the game, like when I was starting my corporate career, I had nothing to lose again. I think when you're starting fresh, uh, you have nothing to lose, you have no baggage, you're free, no pressure. And I think you can give your best at that time. Uh, what about
0: Podar College? Uh, can you talk about uh, your days there? Yeah, so again,
1: again it was Mr. Barucha. Uh, he was the captain of the under-17 team. And we won the, I don't remember, I think C.K. do. It was C.K. Naidu tournament I think under-17 I on Ahmedabad. And Zubin said that, uh, and I was the highest wicket taker in the tournament and I got selected for West Zone in seventeen and Zubin said, if you want to seriously play cricket, uh, I think I was in Xavier's college then. You'd, you'd have to come to Podar College. Uh, and then I moved from Xavier's. I, I, I remember it was pretty easy in those days. I did my 11th in Xavier's and 12th in Podar. to science to commerce. Now I think you, I think now it's not possible or you need to drop a year, but it was pretty seamless. And, and Mr. BS part will uh, ensure that I got admission. And, uh, and that's how I joined Podar.
0: Uh, they say uh, V.S. Patil's nets were pretty serious, pretty organized. Uh, can you dwell on that?
1: Oh, yes, little. I mean, I think uh, I owe a lot to the discipline. Uh, grain will be my by V.S. Patil. And the entire Podar ecosystem, the entire Podar and, and all the Podar lads. I think the net, the first ball, you know, come rain, come shine, monsoon, bitter cold. The first ball, the net used to be bowled at 6 a.m. And, mm. and B.S. used to be at the deaths the at 5.45. You could actually set your watch by the time he comes and he stands. And, and the last ball was more about 10. So, 6 to 10, uh 5 years. Uh, I mean, I never slept beyond 8.30. After 8.30 for those 5 years. Because I had to get the 4.45, uh, 445 local to teach Matunga. And if I had to catch that, I had to... Get up at four, and then I, I couldn't. I couldn't sleep late. So for five years, I never slept after eight thirty. So that was the kind of discipline. Uh, we never partied. We never had late nights. We never had New Year's parties because invariably there was some match on Jan first, and it was in the entomology it was club match or uh-huh. something. There's no holiday. So that was the kind of discipline. And then that's the discipline, Clayton, I'll tell you honestly, has stood me in good stead even today. Uh, VS was a tremendous disciplinarian, and he led by example. It's not that he wanted the nets to start at six, and he came at seven. He was there at five forty-five, come rain, come shine, right behind the nets.
0: And then he offered uh, you a chance to play for other unit.
1: I had played two years of Udar and I, I remember the match uh, again. It was against Junjunwala, and I, I bowled pretty quick, and I bowled. I picked up five wickets, and Zubin said Zubin was already Zubin was not yet playing for. Uh, Zubin said, uh, VS will not ask you directly because that's the kind of person he is. But I think he's hinting that you approach him uh, and ask whether he can play for Dadrin. And I I, I nervously went up to VS because Dadrin was like playing for India for us. Yeah. So, like all the mm-hmm. test stars were there. So I didn't know whether VS would fling a shoe at me or throw me out of the house. So I went up to the house in Dadur and said, Sir, uh, I won't speak to you. So in his typical style, he said, Huh, yes, come in. And I said, sir, I don't have a club. Uh, is it possible for me to get a look into Dadurini? And he said, I'll let you know. And then uh, in two or three days, he called me up and said, let's get your registration done. So, that's how uh-huh. that's how Dadurini started.
0: When you say that you did not have a club, you have not played club cricket before.
1: I, I was playing for United Cricketers, which was B Division. Correct. across my maidal uh, Yeah, at my maidal And uh, yeah, I played there for two or three years. Bilas Bordbole. And I didn't have a division club. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't registered with the A-Division club. And uh, Dadu Union was my first A-Division club.
0: So, what was the atmosphere like in Dadu Union? Because uh, with due respects to United cricketers, uh, that's a big jump to make it to the Dadu Union team.
1: Dadu Union, I was only. I was. I used to. I used to be a fly on the wall. Clayton. I used to. I used. To, I used to go there quietly, sit down, change, do my bowling, come and absorb. I try and absorb everything, all the conversations. There used to be uh, Dilip Vengsakar, Sanjay Manjrekar, uh, Sunil Gauskar was there, Chatin Brunsbe, Avi Karnik, uh, uh, the, the big names. So, I was to just, I'll just yeah. absorb, I used to just listen to them talking and see how they react to situations in the game, see how they execute. And I was just, it was just a lesson for me. I was, didn't open my mouth too much, I just kept quiet. Uh, Jitu Thakre, Sali Dada are all Dada Union. So, I yeah. just kept Ramesh quiet. Ramesh Rajde also may have been there. Ramesh Rajde, Vikram Dach. Uh, who were big club bowlers and first class bowlers at that time. Big name. So, I just used to keep quiet, listen and absorb what I can like a sponge. Uh, their conversations around cricket, around the situation, how to deal with them. It was, it was an education on and off the field, playing for Dada Union.
0: So, which year are we talking about for Dada Union?
1: Uh, this was uh, 88, I think. 88, 89. That was my first year also, yes.
0: Uh, did you get a look-in straight away?
1: Uh, first year, uh, surprisingly, I got a look-in for all games. Vikram, Dutt and Ramesh were not fit uh, that year. But next year, they came back and I, I, it was, it was on and off for me. Okay. But my first year, ironically, I got to look in every game, and I was also the highest wicket record that So that's what surprised me. That when these two came back, then I was And Putra, Putran, you might know him was the third yes. time. So, so I was that uh, Normally, I had only nine or ten players out of which four fast bowlers. Unfortunately, used to turn up.
0: Yeah, so there was a rash of fast bowlers, and but you must have played the fair weather tournaments uh, regularly.
1: Yeah, yeah, that those I played because uh, uh, those those uh, I think. Uh, those, we used to actually struggle to make 11. Uh, yes. So, I, I used to play those tournaments like Purshutam, Comrade, Talim, and uh, Those I played regularly. But Kanga League was a tournament in those days which was important for Ranji Trophy selections. Correct. I don't know whether it's the case even now. But in those days, uh, a good performance in Kanga League would uh, bring you in the eyes of the selector. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, and you would get into that 33 list of uh probably
1: hey, absolutely and, and you used to open newspaper eagerly those days to see whether your name is in the 30 probably. That's right. Yeah. That's 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 why Kanga League was very important to both Uh
0: so what made you shift uh, to the other passes or rest?
1: Like I said, uh, Clayton, uh, although it was the highest wiki in the first year, I was in and out of the team, you know, on the second year, I was not sure. I mean Every Saturday night, I used to go to sleep wondering whether I'll play the next Sunday. And, and I was bowling well. I was doing well for college. I was doing well for Bombay '19, but I was just not breaking through that inside because I think they had some good bowlers also. So that's when yeah. uh, that's when I said that I, I'm in the stage at, in my career where I need to play the maximum cricket. I can't be sitting on the bench. Uh, because the fast bowler's life is, is 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 the shelf life is limited and at the age of nineteen and twenty if you're not even going to be played for playing for your club, then uh, there's a slim chance that selectors are going to even look at you to play for Mumbai or Mumbai in nineteen or in the city. So that's when I decided that uh, I'll move to Dadar Pasi's or arrested, which was on the same ground at Matunga, but Union yeah. and Dadar Pasi's arrested were neighbours. And the other past also had Chandrakant Bandit, Lalchand Rajput. So, uh, obviously, not as star studied as that region, but it was a good side. How did you uh, approach uh, V.S. Patil uh, for the exit? Oh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. I mean, uh, that was an extremely tough one. And uh, I went up, I went to his house again and told him, sir, uh, and he probably expected it because uh, he possibly expected it because. But it was extremely difficult, and I think uh, I think the relationship between me and BS was never the same again. Uh, that was mm. that was possibly the breaking point. You know, uh, four year, yeah. five year, a uh, good cordial courteous professional relationship uh, possibly ended. I mean, he tried to tell me that everyone has uh, sat on the bench for the Union, including Sanjay Mandrikar and. Uh, Sunil Gavaskar. So uh, you shouldn't take offense to that. But I said, sir, uh, I'm in the stage of my life, and I, I have to make it or break it in these next two years. I have to be playing. So possibly I was in a bit of hurry also. But yeah, uh, that was a tough one, and my relationship with VS was never the same after that. Yeah,
0: because he didn't take kindly to people leaving the club.
1: Yeah, absolutely and absolutely. Nobody never left. I don't think of anyone leaving the. I can't remember mm-hmm. anybody leaving union. That. that was one of my tough decisions and that that strained a very, very good relationship I had with my coach. And he was yet my coach. I was yet playing for bodar
0: I remember uh, Dadapasi Zorasan beating Dada Union, uh, and you were part of the DPZ team. And, uh, and I, I don't up, know, say, someone told up me up, in I the have... Maidan that Vignes celebrated extra. No, After that, no, no victory
1: I, I wouldn't i will not celebrate this these are this just this is this is this is this is, is great fine
0: but uh, Ju- Vignette, doesn't this, uh, doesn't this bring home uh, uh, the fact that there was so much aware people knew where people were in the leagues you know uh, which is rather missing now
1: absolutely i think club cricket was taken far more seriously in uh, in those days club cricket everybody yeah. turned up for club cricket you know uh, all your Test stars, even when they were back from their tour, they should land up and play game. We had star-studded sides playing uh, at least Kanga League, you know. Uh, uh, today, you don't see this happening. Today, you don't see this happening. I think club cricket, company cricket was taken far more seriously in those days. I mean, everybody turned up. The big names, the Test stars. If they were in Bombay, if they were available, they turned up for their club. And that's what made it so competitive. You're listening to the Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Musello.
0: In today's scenario, I, I sometimes wonder, how do the selectors pick guys? I mean, if Kanga League is not your main tournament,
1: Absolutely. How, to, how do you pick guys? Absolutely, I wonder because in our times, it was so simple here. There was a Kanga yes. League where 30, 30 guys used to be selected, then it was followed by a police shield, a talim shield, a Portion. Yes. So and then yeah. and then based on that you knew where you used to the, on the on the uh, in the pecking order but now there's uh, there's so there's so much cricket and yeah it's uh, a bit of a mismatch it's, now it's a bit of a uh, it's, I, I, really i don't see any structured selection process in place like in RTS it was far simpler you did well in kanga tali in portugal yeah. you would possibly get selected for the probable team. yeah by
0: the by the second last game of the kangali you knew who were in the probables
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It was yeah. it was very predictable, consistent, and it was nice. It was good, but now it's a bit of an unknown. It's it's, yeah. it's a little unknown. Uh,
0: so tell me, uh, Vignesh, uh, about your Mumbai debut. Uh, how did you get to know about it? I read
1: about it in the newspaper in the morning. Later. Uh, I picked up the Times of India and uh, the Mumbai team for uh, against the in the quarter of The it was a quarterfinal game against. Uh, M. P. And uh, I had no clue, boss. I had no clue. I'm the one Singh was the manager. I played for Sun Grace in the Alam Trophy uh, just 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 before that, a month before that. I picked up a lot of vehicles and bold well, but I didn't think I'd get selected. I just picked up newspaper and so and Vignesh, Shani, and I rubbed my eyes, I washed my face, I came and looked at the paper again, and I confirmed it was true. And that's how I found out. So, how did people I, at home I, I, react? I, that time, People at home were thrilled, yeah. People at home were thrilled. I mean, uh, my parents were very happy. uh, My grandfather was with me. He was very happy. He was a big cricket fan. So, people at home were Uh very thrilled. I said, whatever happens, you know, after this, uh, however well I play or get dropped or don't bowl well or bowl well, nobody can take this Bombay cap away from me. This remains Mm with me. So, that I consider one of my best moments. That was, I think, a bigger moment than me becoming CEO of IAG's Federal. Also, that I considered getting my Bombay cap. And Dilip Pandzar gave it to me, and reading uh-huh. my name. That uh, I remember the date, fifteenth February nineteen ninety two. I remember the date, and I have that cutting with me. And that was that was a, that was a glorious moment for me.
0: Uh, what do you remember of the match? The day one of the match.
1: Day one, I remember Dilip won the toss, elected the bowl. The one Day wicket was always green and favoured bowlers. And we got Madhya Pradesh all for less than 200. I picked up four in that game. It was very. It was a. It was a, it was a very satisfying debut of the first wicket. Was Sandeep Patil. Um, huh. I have the captain at Sun Grace, uh in the Allen Trophy, and uh, that's what I remember. And then we went on to make 500. Jatin Pranay got. I think. Uh, 100, Dilip got 200 and we won the match. By yeah, hands. that
0: was Vengsaka's uh, second last game in his career. That was First his second
1: game. last game. That's correct. That's correct. He yeah. was just back from Australia and that was his second last game. And yeah,
0: That's correct. Uh, so, uh, you played under Sandeep Patil uh, for Sun Grace, just before that game.
1: Just before that game, there was this Alam trophy if you remember Clayton. Uh, yeah, in was Goa. The alum, alum in Goa. This limited over game in Goa where the top companies used to come and play. The Kemplas and the Indian oils mm-hmm. and Sun Grace and Tatas of the world, and uh, I played that. Uh, represented Sun Grace as a guest, as a, not as an employee, as a guest, oh, as an okay. invitee. Mm-hmm. In I was not employed by oh. Sun Grace. Was invited, sir. So I went across, went, to, I went around, went, went along with the team and played in Goa, and I did well there. So I, but I yet didn't expect a Bombay, uh, Bombay call.
0: Uh, anything familiar uh, in that game, like Vengsakar, your other Union teammate, uh, your captain? Uh, did that uh, did that uh, have any advantages?
1: Uh, no, I think Dilip was extremely Dilip was extremely professional. He treated me like uh, anybody else. But I remember he, when he gave me my cap, you know, I, I again I went very gingerly towards Dilip and he said, "This is your Bombay cap." And uh, whatever he told me, one thing which, Clayton, which I remember, he said, "Whatever happens, you're playing the next three games." Which told me mm. one that I that I was going to play the quarter semi and final irrespective of my bowl. So I could just bowl uh, both the free mind. And he also told me that Bombay is reaching the finals. It also gave me the he said you're playing the next three games. So in you're subliminally telling me that we are reaching the final and you're going to be playing all the way. So that was a great, yeah. great motivation, motivating message to me. Uh,
0: and then the next game was against Delhi. Next game was against which Delhi, Mumbai,
1: lost. which uh, which we lost. I remember that. Game Clayton also. I think we had uh, reduced Delhi to 10 for 3. Abby had taken 2 wickets uh, and I had taken 1. And then I got Kirti Azad bowled at 12. There had been 12 of 4. And I got Kirti Azad yeah. bowled with a no, no ball. And the umpire declared no ball. And then Kirti Azad made a 100. Basker made a 200. And Delhi made 500 and then eventually won the game. So, God knows if that wasn't a no ball, how things would have panned out. So. These are things yeah. you can just imagine.
0: Any other satisfying moment in your Ranji career because it was quite short?
1: Actually, I only look back at my Ranji career. It was two years for Bombay, one year for Rajasthan. Rajasthan was a mistake. I mean, I went there again, I thought I was bowling well, and the quota, I was not getting a place in the Mumbai side regularly. like was Abbey, Raju, Salil, Paras, so all this. Yeah. Was, I played two or three bowls at that time. There was always a many go round, Salil used to be fit, uh, used to have some fitness problems at that time, and then asked to play, and then needs to be fit, and then asked to be dropped. So, I went to Rajan. That was a mistake. But Clayton, to answer your question, I only look back with a lot of gratitude uh, towards, uh, for being for being given the option to share the dressing room with the giants of the game. I mean, the time I played for Bombay, I mean, Dilip Sanjay, Ravi, Laj Chandrachuk, Chandrakhan Mandh, Samir Digge, Zubin Baruch, Jatran Parangbe, Sairaj, Jabi, Paras, Salil, Nilesh, Sameer Digay, they all played for India. So, to be a part, yeah. to share the dressing room with these giants, uh, you can only be grateful that you got the an opportunity and you played whatever you had to, but you know, uh, you can only be grateful for that opportunity. And I look back with a lot of humility and gratitude. Yes, I. I was not good enough. I mean, I was probably good enough to play only five games. I played six, five or six games for Mumbai and I and when I look back, I yes, I mean I I don't want to I don't to get into negativity and all because it's not true. I just wasn't good enough, and I can only look back with a lot of gratitude and humility that I got a chance to play alongside these champions in a champion side. Uh,
0: so that hastened your uh, decision to go uh, into the corporate world.
1: That actually uh, hastened, and that. Uh, that actually pushed me into the corporate world because I remember I had a disastrous season with Rajasthan. I just didn't enjoy after playing for Bombay. It's not impossible to play for any the State.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, that's, that's the end of cricket for me. And uh, now what do I do? And then there was this uh, CWT, it was a common entrance exam of management institutes, so which is happening in two months' time. So I said, I might as well give it a go. Like I gave it a go for my selections uh, five six years back for the other and nothing to lose. And by the grace of God, by stroke of good fortune, I got into one of the premier management institutes. And again, by the grace of God, I got a good placement with the bank, and that's how my corporate journey started. So I think uh, I think I need to be grateful for that too.
0: Uh, Vignesh, we come down to education, the importance of education today, uh, with so much of emphasis on the IPL. Probably kids don't recognize the fact that you've got your got to get yourself well educated, uh, despite all these you know temptations. You know, getting into cricket, getting a chance to play for an IPL team, very aspirational world. Uh, how would you put that in perspective?
1: I think uh, to start with, Clayton. I think the IPL has opened up a whole different world for the entire. cricketing ecosystem players commentators coaches groundsmen physiotherapists and everybody everybody's a lot of the entire ecosystem has gained tremendously so a lot of huge opportunities the IPL has presented but I think coming back to your question on education I think irrespective of whether it's IPL or no IPL I think you must never abandon your education for for a game Uh, you should never because at the end of the day 11 people play for India you don't know how long you're going to play for India. You don't know how much of a shelf life you're going to have. Uh, the only anchor, the surety you have is the sound education. So I don't think you should ever sacrifice education for any pursuit. You can you can take up singing, you can take up acting, you can take up cricket. And now yeah. cricket has become a, a, a remunerative uh, profession with IPL and likes. But education should be your anchor, should be your common denominator of process. You should never abandon or sacrifice education for anything else. Because at the end, you can always fall back on education. Uh, Can
0: you talk about your role uh, at uh, Aegis Federal? Uh, uh, How do you marry uh, cricket with corporate affairs? I'm sure you must be looking after something else, but you've also got one eye on cricket, uh, one eye on sports, because you're involved in marathons and stuff like that.
1: Uh, Clayton, I've been with this company, Aegis Federal, for about 11 years. I've been the CEO and MD for eight. And when I took over the helm eight years back, it was IDBA Federal then. The best kept secret in Bombay as an insurance company, no one knew us. They knew mm-hmm. IDBA Bank, they knew Federal Bank, but they didn't know IDBA Federal as an insurance company. So I decided the first challenge I had, amongst the many others, was creating visibility. And so there are two ways you could do it. 50 years, uh, insurance had been sold on the plank. Uh, you probably uh, would like to know on prank of insecurity, death, uncertainty, failure. So we said, why don't we give insurance a positive spin? Why don't we make it about health, well-being, sport, life, hygiene? And so we said, okay, this is the contrarian route we going we're going to take. We all know why people take insurance. But at the end of the day, good health is, is the best insurance you could have. So let's yeah. make health. But nobody was doing it at that time. People thought I was crazy. So we had proposals of schools, quiz contests, and painting contests. I said, no, we'll go the sports way. And since cricket was the path of least resistance in those days, we started off with the Jeff Thompson Academy, which you're aware of, uh, in Mumbai. And then we took it to Kerala and Karnataka. And then seeing the success we got as a brand, the visibility, the, the, the awareness we got as a brand, but the goodwill we created amongst amongst people with this academy. Uh, we then went on to extend it ourselves to marathons in the biggest markets we had. that Kochi, Mumbai, Delhi and Kolkata. And uh, we have about 100,000 runners running in all four marathons, uh, which is which is huge. And they're all wearing uh, Aegis Federal shirt, and they go onto Facebook and they go on LinkedIn the next day and social media is on fire for, for zero cost. We also said we should focus on grassroots development sports. So we tied up with Gopi's, Gopi Gopi Chan's uh, Badminton Academy to create the next champion. I told Gopi that I'm not interested in Sena, I'm not interested in Sindhu. I want to create, I want you to create the champ, next Olympic champion for India in 28th and 32. And uh, we tied up uh, we tied up with Gopi's Academy. We done a lot of grassroots, we we sponsored a football tournament. Uh, this cricketing academy was also a development of grassroots. And we run a whole host of grassroots events. So it's not only cricket. It's uh, basically uh, grassroots. Sports. The reason we're doing it. And we've vindicated, uh, Clayton because now everybody's jumping on the on the bandwagon. There are a lot of banks, insurance companies wanting to sponsor marathons, sports people. Uh, so, so this, you know, we're quite vindicated in this contrarian stand that we had. And uh, I always say this is important because, you know, we all say that India is a young population has got a demographic dividend, uh, but this demographic dividend can quickly turn into a demographic liability if you're not fit. So it's very important, you know, maybe you don't create the uh, champ, but it's very important to promote a sense of fitness, of well-being in the society. And uh, that's what we want to do as a company. And we have a focus on grassroots development also. Through so our CSR funding, we are sponsoring the Lips uh, Academy, Cricket Academy. Uh, we have Sachin Tendulkar as our brand ambassador. Uh, so we are doing a bit in sports, more than cricket, we've also branched out to other sports. And and now we—I must tell you this—that we are about to tie up with Gorav Malik, whose who's Gopi is equivalent uh-huh. in the Paralympics. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's got—he's got his academy in Lucknow, and he's promote the uh, promote Bhagat and all these people train with him. So he's Gopi is equivalent in Paralympics. So we also are doing yeah. a bit for Paralympic sports. So, uh, so we're tying up with uh, go, uh, promote Malik also for his academy, along with Gopi. <laughs> You're listening to the Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Musello. Uh,
0: so when you thought about having that bowling foundation on the lines of Frank Tyson's bowling scheme, how did you think about this idea? Did you actually think that, you know, I'll revive uh, where the Frank Tyson scheme left off?
1: Yeah, Clayton. Uh, you know, I've been asked this question. It's a good question many times. No, I was a product of two, uh, two, two schemes, two bowling schemes. One was the MRF scheme with Dennis Lee. More importantly, was the like you may rightly mentioned, was the Tyson Mafatlal scheme. And I saw yeah. the, I saw the magic this Tyson Mafatlal scheme. And between Abi, Paras, Nile, Sai, and uh, Salil, they had about 1st class wickets and. Uh, gave Bombay numerous titles between 92 and 2000. So, I saw the kind of magic this scheme had woven, you know, and, and the kind of… People here talk of Mafatlal Tyson, you know, the kind yeah. of branding Mafatlal got. So I, I didn't remember that. I said, this scheme changed the landscape of Mumbai cricket. It gave five bowlers who played for India and who, between them, got 2000, more than 2000 first-class wickets. and got so many yeah. titles. So, uh, I said, why not do something like this? Because it was 91 and the th- 20 years, there was no scheme of its kind. So, I, it was very surprising that a scheme yeah. that was so successful wasn't replicated in some other way. But then we had a list of bowlers, you know, uh, Chaminda was. Uh, there were some Indian bowlers, Jason wilfie And Matt, Mac reached out to uh, Greg Chapel, who recommended uh, Jeff Thompson very, very strongly. So, unlike what people think that I selected Jeff Thompson because the action similar because I had an action similar. Mm-hmm. It was actually Greg, Greg Chappell who recommended him very strongly to us. And uh, that's how we uh, sealed, uh, sealed the contract with uh, Jeff.
0: Uh, so, was it difficult to get such a big name?
1: No, no. Jeff, Jeff had just finished his uh, contract with Queensland, I think. And uh, he was free. So, uh, in fact, uh, our, the choice we had to do was between Jason Gillespie and... Yeah. Jason Grispi, I believe, was also a very good coach, but Jason yeah. was contracted by a English English County, I think. Yeah, I think Yorkshire. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So Jeff was free; he was uh, enjoying his retired life, and he said, "Why not give this a go?" And then he came down to India. And Jeff was also involved with Dennis Lee in the MRFs team for for a year or two, I think. So uh, he, okay. he knew he knew a bit about India.
0: Uh, so, what kind of an influence did Thompson have on these uh, young fast bowlers? Although there were other coaches also with due respects to them.
1: Thompson, uh, whatever little I spoke to him, I didn't involve myself too much with the running of the academy. I think Mac did it. And along with them, we had Ballu and Ramesh Mawar and Ram and Karnataka. We had a lot of coaches, Tino Yonan and Kerala. Uh, but from what I, from whatever I spoke to uh, Jeff, he was not big on technique and loading and, and copybook style. He was just, he just thought of bowler should bowl fast. However he was, if he was unorthodox, we, we work on this. We don't try and change his style and make him... He used to always tell me, would you would you have heard of Lasit Malinga, some coach had caught him at the age of 15 and tried to change in action? Or would you have heard of Jeff Thompson, if some coach had caught, caught me at the age of 16 and changed max? So he said, work on the strength of the guy. A fast bowler needs to bowl fast. That is the first thing he needs to do. We can teach him swing, swing cut, line, length, variation, slow ball later. But first, he should have the ability and the talent and the strength to bowl fast for long periods of time. So, he worked a lot on the strength, conditioning, mental and physical. Mental a lot. But he kept it simple. He, Jeff kept it very simple.
0: Okay. Uh, is there a tendency to get too caught up in biomechanics and other techniques?
1: I believe so, Clayton. I believe so. When I speak to, when I speak to some of my uh, ex-colleagues, uh, ex-players who, my, who are my friends now, uh, they say that coaching has changed. I mean, I remember we had some legendary coaches in our time. We had V.S. Patil, Ramakand Atrikar, Vasundam Ladi, Vasu Baransbe. I, do I don't think they make people like that anymore. I think everybody, everybody is like a clone. I mean, just reading from the book, you know. Mm-hmm. These people were these people were, were amazing coaches. I don't think you have any one of that caliber today. Today, it's, I think it's too theoretical, too bookish. These guys let you just build on your strengths and let you play your natural game. And they were a- amazing coaches. I mean, these were some of the best coaches I've had. Especially people like Vasu Paranspeh and uh, Vasan Namlali were outstanding. Yeah. And there was no video analysis and biomechanics and coaching books at that time which they could refer to. No? They were just, they could yeah. see you and their eyes was the video analysis. Uh,
0: although Tyson used uh, video analysis in his coaching methods.
1: Very, very primitive in those days. 91 uh, video analysis was not at the level it is today. Uh, it, was, it was quite rough and ready and very primitive. But yeah, he, he tried making even a start.
0: Uh, so, Vignesh, sadly, the, uh, the scheme headed by uh, Thompson uh, didn't last uh, in Mumbai. Would you like to talk about the reasons? We did
1: three years in Mumbai. Uh, then we went and we did two years in, in Kerala and two years in Karnataka. I think Mumbai, the three years we ran the scheme in Mumbai were, were good. I mean, I, we had a lot of support from the MCA, But unfortunately, although I would like to continue the scheme in Mumbai because Mumbai has always been my first love. Fortunately, we had to go elsewhere. We possibly had uh, differences of opinion and we could not agree to disagree. And hence, uh, we ended. But we ran, the, we ran the scheme for three years in Mumbai. And uh, I think Tushar, Deshwande, Shardul, Thakur were all products of that scheme. Then we took it to uh, Karnataka and uh, Prasid Krishna was a part of the scheme. In fact, we sent Prasid mm-hmm. to Australia to train with uh, Jeff in Brisbane. Prostidiet uh, messages me and says uh, thanks very much for that uh, for the boost you gave me in my uh, early days. So, and then Kerala also a lot of people are playing for the uh, states for the uh, they've got IPL contracts. So, I think overall the scheme has been very good. I think it did a lot of good. It, it nurtured a lot of talent. Uh,
0: if the atmosphere changes for the better, uh, would you be open to do something similar in in the future?
1: No, uh, cricket. I mean, I'll never say never. But uh, I guess uh, we've gone, we've gone to different sports now. That was we we chose cricket at that time because cricket was the path of least resistance, and we were doing something which was very contrarian. So we thought, let's try with something which is sure short in India. That is cricket. But now uh, with the Indian success in the Summer Olympics in Tokyo and the Paralympics in in, in, in yeah. following in Tokyo, also, I think. Uh, Public interest has has gone to sports beyond cricket, even sports like javelin and table tennis and boxing. And, and and there's a whole there's a whole world to be explored there. So while we are open to any good opportunity, our focus is on on grassroots development of different sports. For example, I don't think people would have heard of a Bhavina Patel or a Devinda Jhajharia or, or, or a Neera Chopra also even yeah. ten years before they got their medals. But today, uh, they are household names. I think uh, the time has changed in the sense that uh, sporting awareness and love in India has now gone beyond cricket. For a long time, it was cricket. Now you see the, uh, the emergence of hockey, badminton through uh, Sena and Sindhu, Gopi, uh, even javelin through athletics. And I think there's a lot of games which are now uh, catching up. Uh,
0: so, would you say that you know, if there are two columns on the page, uh, one was cricket and one was other sports? Uh, would you say uh, the other sports, which were on the right-hand side of the page, are getting onto the left-hand side, and you know, India is being viewed as a, more like a sporting nation instead of just a cricketing nation?
1: Absolutely, I agree with you. I agree completely with you, and that's because of all the victories we've had uh, on the on the global platforms in different sports. I think uh, there's yet a huge gap between cricket and the other sports, but that gap is diminishing very very quickly. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of people are interested in badminton and hockey, and that's a good thing for Indian sports. India can now be called a truly holistic, sport-loving nation. Earlier, like you rightly said, Clayton, it was very cricket-centric. Today, I think, uh, anywhere where India stands a chance in the global platform, that sport becomes popular. Neeraj Chopra made javelin throw popular. Devinder Jajadia made javelin Who, who thought Who thought javelin throw would be popular in India?
0: Uh, so, where do you see the corporate world uh, ensuring that India enhances
1: its sporting credibility? I think the corporate world has to step in, uh, Clayton. Uh, the government can do that much. It has to be a combination of the corporate world getting into it and uh, and government. The corporate world can get into it through some branding and marketing initiatives, through CSR contributions. But I think corporate India has a big responsibility to play. And they should not restrict themselves to marquee events like the IPL. Uh, They should spend some time in developing grassroots talent outside cricket also. So I think corporate India has a big role to play in combination with the government and uh, this cannot be done only by the government. This corporate India has to step in and it has the wherewithal and the bandwidth to step in. If you see the kind of uh, corporate uh, sponsorships and endorsements Bhavina Patel and Devinda Jharia and Deepa Malik and Neera yeah. Chopra and all the Olympics who who would not have thought about it 20 years back. You, you, no no corporate would have been thought of even venturing into these sports. It's a good sign. And that's only onwards and upwards for these sports. It's a very good sign.
0: I would uh, like you to talk about two uh, things uh, close to your heart. Uh, sentimental rather. Uh, two friends of yours, uh, Gautam Sate and Rajesh Sangi, uh, no more. Would you like to talk about that?
1: I think there's a there's a the, uh, Gautam and Rajesh were the closest friends I ever had, along with people like Zubin and you know, all. And both of them died tragically uh, in their early 40s. Both of them were fit. Both of them, you know, Gautam, you know, Rajesh. They yeah. didn't drink. They were very controlled and disciplined about their diet. And both of them died. Uh, Due to a heart attack. So it, was, it, it just it just exposes you to the frailties of of human life. You know, it just makes you wonder if this could happen to guys like that. They would be way low down the list of people who, who would be affected by a heart attack. But these two guys are the closest. Gautam, I met at the age of two. Clayton, he was mm-hmm. my. I actually became his friend at the age of two till he expired at the age of 42. Rajesh, I met at the age of sixteen when I when I joined Podar, I think we joined Podar together. Ironically, uh, Clayton, Gautam, Sathe, Rajesh, Sangi, and my dad uh, all died within a week of each other on different in different years, but in the month of October, between oh, the fourth and the eleventh of both between all three between the fourth and the eleventh of October. So I view the month of October with a little bit of circumspection. Uh, you yeah. Rajesh especially because I didn't I was not so much in touch with the Gautam uh, because we went different ways and but Rajesh uh, I played a lot of cricket with him yeah. we played for Rajasthan mm-hmm. together Rajesh me and Prabhin Namre were the three professionals from outside Rajasthan so I knew Rajesh Rajesh was like the brother I never had uh, mm-hmm. very close to him and uh, absolutely devastated uh, I there's not even there's, there's not been a single day when I don't think of Gautam or Rajesh. Not a single day, even it's been 8 eight, ten years now since both of them have left us.
0: However, very sad, very that's good to hear. You, you remember them? Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. They touch lives. They are nice people. They touch lives, and especially Rajesh. Uh,
0: another thing, which uh, came from the heart, uh, you decided to help out in the felicitation of the 1971 Ranji Trophy team. Uh, what made you do that?
1: You see, along with uh, you know, along with the grassroots. Uh, we also felicitate uh, the the heroes of the people who sown the seeds of these champions we see today. Uh, people like, we felicitated people like Vasu Paran's, late Vasu Paran's page, Padma Kashival Pandurang Sankar, Sudhir Naik. These are the heroes of last year who nobody talks about uh, today. So while while uh, I think there was one event we had of Sudhir Naik and uh, Sudhir Naik Dilip. Uh, myself and Dwarkanath Sansgri were were chatting, you know, MCA, and we said, and the conversation, I was again a fly on the wall. And the conversation went around the 71 uh, Ranji Trophy final against Maharashtra, led by Chandu Borde. And uh, Sudhir Naik was a captain of the Mumbai team, and that was the Mumbai team without six of its players because they were touring uh, the West Indies Gavaskar, yeah. Solkar, Vardekar, uh, Sardesai, and I think there are two more. Mankar. And uh, Marstra a favorite. They had, they had booked a lobby to celebrate there. they had booked a lobby at the Taj to have the celebration yeah. of the Rani Trophy. And Sudhir Lank was just talking us through how he plotted everybody's dismissal from right from Chandu Bode to the last man. And Mumbai actually won that game. And uh, we were talking, uh, and this was 71, and we were just a few months away. And I said, These are the people who were the torch bearers of Mumbai cricket. You know, the Khadus, Mumbai cricket, which yeah. you talk about. These are people who actually taught you to be Khadus. Uh, why, why, how can we not do something for them? And I said, let's do something for them on the 50th anniversary. Because this, is, this will go down as possibly one of the greatest Mumbai victories, which paved sure. the way for many more victories. And then, unfortunately, COVID struck. And then we said that as soon as we reach the other side of COVID, we should do this event. We'll do a small event. We'll try and call... Uh, who was available, a member of that team, to try and get some Maharashtra players also. And uh, you'd be surprised, Clayton, uh, I, I think there was there an was 80% turnout for the Mumbai players, you know, they, mm-hmm. uh, who played in the 71 finals. the 80-90%, a uh, couple of them are no more. But uh, out of the 12-13 were alive, I think one is in the US, everybody who was in Bombay landed up, you know. And it was yeah. it was a it was a great moment. That's something we also believe in doing, along with grassroots and promoting sports. We also want to honour and felicitate the the people of yesteryears who sowed the seeds for the champions you see today. You know, it's very yeah. easy in this in this glamour and this glitz of IPL to and a hero is born every 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 hour in the IPL. It's very easy to forget uh, these, these guys are the, uh, the real champions of the torch better than those lessons that they taught us should never be forgotten.
0: So, uh, finally, Vignesh, if you had a chance to pat yourself, uh, would you pat yourself for uh, doing well in local cricket, playing for Bombay, and uh, also help Bombay cricket?
1: Um, clearly, I'll be honest. Uh, I think I've, you know, people ask me this question, but I've learned more on, on the cricket field than I've learned in any boardroom or classroom. No. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is just a small way of giving back. Today, whatever I am is because of the grace of God, because of the learnings I had uh, playing cricket, you know, no, no two questions about that. So in my own little way, if I can give back to Indian sport and cricket, it will make me very happy. If someone gets an IPL contract or like Prasidh the will play for India or someone even plays for state or gets a job, uh, that will give us AGS uh, Federal a lot of pride. I can never repay cricket what I what it has with me. Whatever I do with my life.
0: This brings an end to another episode of Midday's Mumbai Cricket Podcast with Clayton Bruzzello. Thank you, Vignesh, for your valuable time, your inputs, and your thoughts. Thank you, Clayton. Always
1: a pleasure. Thank you.